AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, yo, what's up? It's one half of the Lobby Boys, your boy Maino, the KOB. And right now, you're listening to the what? This week on the what? Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists, we did something a little different. See, we took a little break from the format that you're used to to bring you an interview with someone I fuck with heavy. I admire Maino of the Lobby Boys. Now, let me tell you real quick before you're like, ah, let me tell you real quick what me and Nyla discussed with Maino and why I respect him so much. For one, Mano did 10 years behind the wall in prison for robbery and kidnapping charges. His life definitely could have been different, could have been over, but instead he got focused, he made music, and he hustled. In our interview, we discuss all of that. He talks about his new project with Jim and the Lobby Boys. We talk about the recent arrest of Young Thug and Gunner. And we discuss how many rappers still get caught up in the image of the gangster and the game even to this day. Lastly, we talk about hip-hop health. Mano, Jim, Fab, they've all become health freaks now, and somehow, someway, so did Nyla. And we talk about the struggle with staying healthy while promoting a new album. Do me a favor and take a listen. Welcome back to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. I am the man that puts the jucks and jucks to position. Mouse Jones. <laughs> And I'm Nyla Simone over here finishing your lines. This is disgusting. Who never thought we'd get to this point? It was bound to happen. Yeah. Why are you acting like this in front of the cameras? We've been friends since the day we met. Okay, but we weren't finishing each other's sentences. Now it's just weird. I'm the man that puts who the drugs, does, drugs in position. Who, does, who finishes each other's sentences when they first meet? That's weird. Okay, touche. Except for all, all the women I fall in love with. I try and finish their sentences. You're so corny. That's some light skin shit. <laughs> like Speaking of light skin <laughs> shit, guess who we got on the podcast? <laughs> Today! <laughs> I don't think Mano caught it. I don't think Mano caught on that you was calling him light skin. Why would she do that? Now, you know I'm not light skin. <laughs> Yo, you are light skin. Nyla, eyes don't work. I am, I am brown skin. No, I am brown skin. Nyla, we no, darker I, than you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a darker brown woman. I'm a darker, a darker brown, brown human? <laughs> We I got one. We are joined by one half of the lobby boys. Yes, Mano is here. Yeah. Shout out to Jim. Um, but yeah, Mano is here. 
Mano, what's going on? Man, everything beautiful, my brother. How you been? Listen, I maintain. I can't complain. Life is good. You know, bills are paid. Everything yeah. is everything. We got some. Nice. We got some. We got some elite street music back. So you know, everything yeah. is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that time, man. Gas time. Now, now, y'all are doing. I mean, obviously, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. But y'all are doing drill records. How how did you get into the mindset to do it? To to even get in? How did you get in the mindset to start recording drill records? Or was it just? It's just when you, when you got two artists that's been in the game for a long time. Y'all know how to. Y'all know how to maneuver. Well, we the only one record got drill drums on it. And that's the slide. Yeah. Um, that's the only record on the project that actually has drill, a drill bass line and drill drums. But the, 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 the thing is that what I wanted to do, if you listen to the music closely, you notice that I took a lot of the, um, a lot of old samples yeah. and I put, them, I put them under modern drums. I put them under bass lines and modern drums that people uh, bounce to today. Everything, if, if you listen to everything really closely, it's, it's, it has a it has a bridge between it. Like it's, it's, I was able to, to bridge the gap between young and old. Now the, the, the um, I could rap. We can rap over anything. You got certain niggas that just being that can adapt. That's not the only drill record I've ever rapped on. Right. Um, I've, I've rapped on many drill records. I mean, this is not the only record that me and Fabio did. Um, and and and, and I'm pretty sure, and, I, and I've heard many records that uh, Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rapped on the hatch real drums. Mm-hmm. It's only, it's only. I mean, listen. When you, when you can, when you can really rap, you can rap. It doesn't matter. It's not. There's no separate. It's no. There's no uh, separation between you know rapping over this kind of music and that kind of music. It's all. It's all music. How you? How, how does it feel? I mean, everybody who listens to the show knows how I feel about drill music. They know I'm a huge supporter. You know, I, they know I stand on the front lines for it. As somebody who. Uh, who too stands on the front line and supports these young Brooklyn kids or even, you know, the Bronx kids coming, coming in doing drill now. Seeing that, you know, in the beginning, in his, uh, when he was trying to get elected, Eric Adams, you know, was leaning on you a lot. You know, y'all was doing conversations right. and things of that nature. Right. And now he gets in office and all of a sudden it's like, yo, get rid of drill music. We got to shut down drill music. What, what, is, what, what is your thoughts? What is your thoughts right now in regards to, you know, the, the politics of all that. Well, um, so when that when that when that went down, I was the person that organized the meeting between him and um, you know, some drill rappers yeah. because you gotta understand, you know, I felt like he needed some clarity on what the culture was and right. what, the, what the genre was. I think that there was blanket statements being made without fully understanding what drill music is. I organized the meeting because I felt like in order to have the conversation about the music, you need to at least have a conversation to speak to the premier artists that make that music, you know, be love, Fabio, you understand? Um, and, and I wanted to give them some clarity. First and foremost, real music is a sound. Yeah. It's not an action. It's yeah. not an action, right? So my, my, the way I described it is that, you know, the user may be different, meaning, me and you can both have cars. I can drive my car differently than you drive yours. You may drive your car reckless, recklessly. I may drive my car cautiously. You may hit somebody. Is it the car's fault or is it the user? Mm. So that's that's the difference. Drill music, you can have one you can have one beat, 
and have two different uses. You can have one nigga singing about love, and you can have one nigga singing about spinning the block. Is it the music or is it the user? That's a great analogy. That's a, that's a really good. So that analogy. was that was that was that was my thing, and I wanted to give him some clarity on that. And I think that he he he, he understood that, and then he told me uh, that he wasn't specifically um, saying that he wanted to just ban the music, and that he was holding you know a lot of the, uh, the these applications <clears throat> like YouTube, you know, um, just as responsible or more responsible because you can't go in these places and talk about you know. You know, you hate Jews, but you can go in there talking about killing blacks. You can go up there talking about, you know, murdering each other. And that doesn't get, you know, um, flagged. So that was kind of what he was expressing to me at that meeting. Um, so within the project, as you said, you guys used a lot of samples. I know you used like Jay-Z Do It Again and like I Got Five on it, classic records like that. Was that like intentional? Is there any like reason behind you two picking those? Yeah, I wanted I wanted to do something that was a little bit different. I wanted to to try to bridge the gap, the gap, right? I wanted to work on a sound that was that I don't feel like nobody was doing, right? So a lot of times people take samples and they just basically sample the whole record, and it's like it sounds like the original record. I wanted to modernize it, like when you listen to Jay Z do it again, it doesn't it's it has the same vibe, but if you listen it closely, like it's it's modern. It's we have a modern baseline on there, like, like, you know, in a way where you can, you can get the nostalgic feel of it, right? So like, if you, if you, if you're 35 years old, then you can really relate to both, right? But if you're 20, you still can bounce to it because it speaks in your language. Like, it's, it's not, you know, it's not to a point where it's like, oh man, I can't listen to that shit because it, it sounds like some old school shit because it don't. It sounds, it sounds fresh. I think that I was able, or we was able to bridge the gap with the sounds between young and old. If you listen to any album out right now, it ain't no album better. It's no album better. It's no album better. It's no album better. I like that energy. I like that energy. You know that's my type of energy. There's nothing out there better. You heard them. Nothing better. I will say that. I will say this. I will say this completely. This has been a great year for music. Everyone, I don't know what at the, I don't know what's been in the water since the top of the year. Nobody who dropped the album dropped a bad album. Because so everybody far. was holding out during the pandemic. When did you guys record this? Fucking ten for, for ten years now. No, 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 no. We start. We talked about it for many years, but we actually started recording this last July, last June, last July. Okay. Maybe yeah, last year. This time last year we started. So you're currently listening to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. We'll be right back after this break. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as to, um, I mean, yeah, at this point, y'all, y'all are two OGs in it right now. For sure. Um, been in the game, seen a lot of things both in the street and in the industry. Seeing these, seeing these young artists losing their life, losing their freedom. What? What is? Because I mean, we, I, I've literally refused to talk about it here for so many weeks because we didn't have anybody that could really lean into it and really talk about the other side, right? Right. When you see what's going on with Young Thug, Free Thug, with, with Gunner Free, Gunner Free, that whole YSL camp, you see Keed passed. Like, what, as an OG, somebody who survived many street wars, survived everything you had to survive in the industry, now you're sitting at this level. What is what is that vantage point? Um, it's, first of all, it's unfortunate to see that happening, bro. Like, it, it, you know, like, I got a personal relationship with, with Doug. Like, we, like that's my guy, you know? Um, we spent time together. We, you know, we, we worked together. And so I, I, I have a, a, a personal understanding of, of, of what it, a lot of what he had going on. Um, so it's unfortunate to see them go through that, especially when you understand how the government, whether that be the federal government or the the local government, especially the way they exaggerate things to make things seem more more worse or more bigger than what they were, um, you know, as as a whole, as part of, as 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 the game's concerned, you know, for a person like me, the narrative always been, yo, we gonna get out the streets, we gonna use music as the vehicle mm-hmm. to get out of the shit that we've been involved in, you know, like 
it's it's unfortunate to see like when dudes don't really and then this is not a well young thug, but this is about right. just in general, right? right? Right. You know, you got a lot of artists that never been in trouble before that wait until they become artists mm-hmm. to 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 actually become criminals. That to me is counterproductive to what the mission is. The mission was to use music as a way out, not a way in. Right. Um, getting into the rap game and being able to take care of your family and being able to make money shouldn't have been the the, uh, the doorway into criminality, right? And to see artists dying, you know, after they become rappers, going to prison after they become rappers, it's, it's really sad. But I understand how it's it's easy to get it's easy to get caught up, you know. Um, a lot of these guys they find it themselves, you know, after they find the money, after they oh, find wow. the fame, mm-hmm. and and they they you know it, you know it's it's a it's adrenaline, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a high. You get caught up in that cloud, you get caught up in that in that clout, you get caught up in that wave, and it's you know before you know it, you know it's like how Tupac was, you know. Um, they say Tupac ain't never. You know, was was you know personally probably a criminal, probably until he got in the game. Got into the know? game, yeah. Had to live that, right. in it, yeah. Right. Decided to he really be taste. bishop. Right, he had a taste, you know, of a, of a certain type of lifestyle. He got around some type of people that he probably wasn't able to get around prior to that, and you know, it began to to uh, influence him in certain kind of ways. But it, it's it's you know all together, it's unfortunate to see, bro, because. To me, the mission was to only use music as a way out, you know, because if you really understand niggas that's really been in the street for years, nobody that's in the street that's been in the street for years wants to be there forever. Right. That's a you know fact. What I'm saying? When you get to a certain age, you got homies still doing what they do. They gonna tell you, yo, look, I'll do what I got to do, but I'm trying to get away from this shit. Bro. That's a fact. <laughs> um, You said... Wait, what did you say? You said in there that um, a lot of people become criminals once they get the money. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give, you know, to a lot of young people who are using rap as an escape to kind of avoid that trap of trying to keep up with the facade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, stay, stay who you, stay true to who you are, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to get influenced because everybody. The thing about the hip hop game is, is, you know, everybody's posturing. Everybody's the greatest. Everybody's the realest. Everybody got all the shooters. Everybody got all the big <laughs> niggas is the realest. Everybody, you Ain't know, that many shooters in the world, but they yeah, got all the shooters. You know, you know it's every right, but everybody does have that. And the, the problem is, is that you know, when when you know, it's like when it when it feels like you can win. Off of being the ultimate thug and the nigga that's doing all this shit, it it, it prompts you to do it, right? Mm. So the kids that's looking, that's it's a kid somewhere in Brooklyn, it's a kid somewhere in the Bronx, somewhere that's looking at the game, saying, "I want to get in the game and I'm gonna be lit." And the way for me to do it is to do all the shit that I'm rapping about and to talk about talk about the shit while I'm doing. It. Why do you think we haven't let that part of the part of that? Why why haven't we let that part of the art go? The part where you have to live what you rap, right? Like we, other other facets, other forms of music, 
niggas be ain't shit, but they be sing. But R&B niggas be they having eighteen baby mothers. They piece of shit to everybody, but they sing about being great niggas to their woman, <laughs> and everybody believes it. Uh, same thing with country music. It'd be the most sad nigga. They'd be the most sad niggas on song. Right. Live a great life off. Like, what is it about hip hop? What is it about this culture we love where fans, artists, we, because I'm saying it as somebody who also, I don't want to listen to niggas who don't live what they rapping. If you live right. a happy life, rap about a happy life. If you live a gangster life, right. rap about the gangster life. Why, why can't I get my head around all right, this nigga rapping some gangster shit, but I, I know he's not a gangster, and it's okay. Yeah. Like, what is it about the, the artists and the fans? Something, it's something about knowing that a nigga is capable of, or knowing that he come from a certain element that just makes listening to him a lot more better. We've always had that element. But I think, you know, even in the 90s, I think a lot of the artists wasn't as active on it as, as they are today. Mm. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of these artists, they come in the game active. They come in the game with, you know, all this, all these issues and they, and they still active. Like the difference is that, you know, when you listen to Hope, he talked about, you know, um, all of the drugs and all that, but he also talked about the transition. Nobody's talking about the transition. At some point, there has to be a transition. This is what it's here for. Because at some point, we're not in the street every single day no more. Let's be honest. It was a time when I was going between being in the street and being in a, and being an artist. Right. And it was a time when I, I, I had no other choice but to spend less time in the street and more time in being in the studio, being at these offices and trying to push my career. So I had to forfeit one thing for another. Now, I think today that's happening, but it's also, I think there's an element of not wanting to let that other thing go. Mm. And it sounds good because we know, like, yeah, this little nigga, he, he, he with it. We all, we like it. We like it as fans. We do. I like it. You know what I mean? But at, at this point, it's getting to, to a point where it, these artists are going to jail and these artists are dying. So, like, I mean, how real do we need to keep it, right? We're going to keep it so real that it's going to go all the way wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like I, I would tell niggas, like, who we, who, who do we need to keep it that real too? The niggas that is gonna put us on memes later on. Yes, yeah. how stupid we was. But the damn nigga, you had a career, nigga. Fuck all your shit up. Stupid. That's the clip. Hey, King, tell Darren that's the clip right there. This that this is the <laughs> clip that we need to post. I'm dead serious. I I stay out of stuff. That's the clip we need to post next week when we promote the app, when we promote the episode, because that's the realest shit anybody's ever said about this shit. I'm not saying that because Maino, my man. I'm saying nobody's ever broke it down that point. Who are we keeping it that real to? Like, you know what I mean? Like, A King, you done said that same shit to me four or five years ago. Maino said that same shit. Nigga, see me wilding. You a media person. Why you wilding like that? Why you acting like that? Keep, who are we keeping it? That like, who are you keeping? Who are we keeping it that real to? To the point where literally you gonna go crash head first. Right. And niggas gonna put you on a meme next week. Yeah. Right. You're gonna be you're gonna be on a meme in front of the same dude. So what happens is this. If something happens, people expect you to respond. They be like, oh shit, you ain't doing nothing, oh this thing, this that. And it and it may push you to a point where you may want to crash. And then when you crash, the same people that push you to do something stupid in front of them is gonna is gonna meme you, right? And then if you think about 
who you performing for, we, we, we talking about people that's not even in that lifestyle to begin that's with. That's a right. fact. Yeah. Yo, that's we so crazy. People, we talking about people that's online typing. They not participating in that. They don't know what it is to have to sit and wait for a nigga to come outside four hours because you've been waiting to go get your men. They don't know what that means. They don't mm. understand mm. that. So who am I keeping it real to? People that's not even up, that can't even tie my fucking sneaker when it comes <laughs> to some street shit. So that it's like it, it's it's like a dog chasing chasing his tail. Like when did you reach that? When when did you reach that? point of of thought process because i remember before meeting you before becoming before i was forging a relationship i was a fan right. and right. I, I remember the first time i heard you was on the the rolling what was that rest in peace case Slay. i think what was that like the rolling like 25 deep or some shit yeah, you was on yeah, that yeah. that was the first yeah. thing i heard you on then like you start hearing uh you start hearing the, the the lore you start hearing the myth about mano like you better play his record or he gonna come see you or he doing it and it's like mano wasn't nobody to play with where did you right. reach the point where it's like, man, like, because I think for the the kids listening, for the artists listening, grown ups, whoever, for the people listening, I think that's important too to find out. Like, I if There's I'm listening point. to Mano, where did he get? Where did he hit that point? Um, to where you one, wasn't willing to crash for this? Right, right, right. For one, I had to get there. When I first come home, I don't have that mentality yet because I'm just coming out. Out of prison, you got to understand. I only been to two places in my whole life. I've been to the streets, and then I've been to prison. Mm. When I got back out of prison, when I came home, I, the, the only place I, that was waiting for me was the street. Mm -hmm. So I had never, I had never been in the corporate world. Had never understood anything. I, I didn't understand business in that sense. So I, my mentality was like, all these niggas is playing. I'm the real thing. I'm really that. I'm really who I am, where I come from. I'm really influential where I come from. I can run through this shit. We can go crazy. And that was my mentality. And, and I was wrong because what I didn't understand is that the game is a business. And, you know, and what I was actually doing was basically I was getting in the game, but I was running opportunities away. Mm. When I started to see that I could be successful, but then, you know, I was, I was, uh, sabotaging my own self by by continually continuously putting myself in situations where people had to judge me based off of reputation that 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 I really didn't need. Because if you solid, you solid. Being a man don't mean you gotta be you have to be valid. Just being a man is just being real with who you are. There's a person getting up every day, going to take care of his family and his kids and his wife, and he's going to you know put his best foot forward. He will. Right? That's a fact. Because you real don't mean you got to have a, a felony background. So I had to get to a point, a, a, a place where I, I had to crash a lot of times. I had to lose out uh, on opportunities. I had to I had to hit rock bottom, so to speak, in so many different ways. I had to get to the point where nobody's calling my phone. And then I had to realize that, damn, that a lot of these wounds that I was feeling, a lot of these wounds that I was suffering from were self-inflicted. So... I had to, I had to revamp and I had to, you know, I had to learn, I had to learn, but you know, everybody don't got to learn the hard way because I'm, I'm fortunate that me learning the hard way didn't cost me having to be back in prison or me having to be, you know, put in a box, mm. you know, so I had to, I, 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 I'm blessed because I got the opportunity to learn while I was still in the street. I got the opportunity to learn while I was still free, mm. while I still had a, I still had a pulse. 
I still had um, the opportunity to still push forward. So, you know, it, it's it, it's it's a uh, it's a process, though, Mouse. It's a process for all of us. You know, that's the thing about leveling up. You know, the way we start don't got to be the way we finish. Mm. You know what I mean? I never shied away from, you know, my 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 background, you know, uh, what I come from. But at the same time, that don't mean that we can't push forward and be great. You don't have to be the same ignorant people that we started. Mm. Um, With, like, the background that you have and, like, the credibility and reputation that you've always had in the industry, did you always respect people who weren't necessarily of that same background or is that yeah. something that you had to learn to respect? Like, you know what? Well, you you know, you're a modest man. You, you're you yourself even though you're not hood. Right. See, my only issue back then we used to be like the artist that wasn't what, what you know, you know, niggas are sitting at the day room. Understand how prison is. Niggas are sitting at the day room, sit in the day room and watch videos. Like, man, that nigga ain't like that. <laughs> niggas ain't really like that. They ain't really like that. You know, they ain't like that. So, you know, when you come home, you feel like I'm the genuine article. I really, I'm really like that. I really live that. I'm really involved in these things. I've really been in these situations. I'm really affiliated. So, I think that that's a badge of honor in a in a certain kind of way. But it's really not as it as it pertains to. You know, uh, a, a modest man. You know, I always, I always respected him because as long as he was real about who he was, and he wasn't a pretender, then I, I, I never had no, no, no reason to to feel differently about him because being real is just being who you are. Doesn't mean you have to have shot twenty people or have sold pounds of cocaine. Like, doesn't mean none of that. Just means that you're real with the person you are. You know, whether you're a barber, whether you're a bus driver, you know, whether you're waking up every day and you're going on that construction site, whatever it is, you, you who you are. You're now listening to the What Hip Hop Questions Legend List, and we'll be right back after the break. ATT Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So like you were saying um, about crashing and, 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 you know, all the times you lost out, well, now you winning. You winning in a yeah. big way on multiple facets. Not only do you and Jim got the Lobby Boys out, lobby boys out and, I, and I'm not just saying this because you my man. I'm not, I, I would have said this anywhere. I do feel it. I do feel like it's one of those projects where somebody can really say, oh, bringing that feel back. Like it's rapping from artists you're familiar with. They're right. rapping in a way that you want to hear them. They're they're challenging new sounds. You get you're hearing samples. So not only are you went on that facet, facet, but you, Jim, Fab, y'all, y'all, y'all are now entering into the fitness influencer space. Yeah, hold mm-hmm. up. So, so what, how did that, how did that start? Obviously I know you and Jim, you know, uh, from being inside, just being in the hood, y'all always worked out, but bringing fab into it and just now everybody's always watching y'all for the workout lives. What's that been like? Um, fab kind of brought that together. I'm going to be honest. I always worked out on and off my whole life. Jim was off. Jim always working out and, you know, East was work was working out. Me and East used to work out together before. But what happened was, you know, when we started uh, doing the lobby, you know, we would, we would come together. And then we would come together at, at the Chelsea House, on um, the family business, mm-hmm. 235 9th Avenue. Uh, <laughs> good plug, good plug. Was, yeah, yeah. What, what the restaurant, the vibe, everybody comes through there. Uh, what happened was one day, it was before the New Year's, and the fab said, yo, we should go on a diet. Yeah, look at this. We should start this this diet. And he had this thing on his phone. It was like, don't eat this, don't drink this for 30 days, right? So we was like, yo, you know what? Let's start that together. And let's work out too. Everybody said, fuck it. You know what? Let's do it. And then we all went to the gym and we started. And the great thing about that is that when you got people that that you that you cool with, that, that you work out with, yeah. it gives you motivation to work out. Yeah. Because you know, we 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 in there, we cracking jokes, we talking, we laughing, we vibing, you know, and we building at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um we got a lot of common black men yep. in the in the in the in the in the music business, you know, fathers, you understand? So it's 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 a lot there. 
and it's, it's it just started to come together. You know, we go from the gym, then we go to the studio. You know, um, it just stuck, it just started to come together like that. You guys have a trainer. Who leads the workout? Um, I'm gonna tell you, Jim Jones, Gymnasium Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Gymnasium Jones is like a trainer. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and you be y'all be going back and forth with him like, I'm not doing that, bro. You bugging out? Does he want to? He wants to superset everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yo, is that what we doing today, Cabo? Oh, we doing chest, back, and arms. What? All what together? We doing, we doing chest, back, and arms. <laughs> then we mix it in with legs. Then we, everything is a superset. It's just crazy. You want to lift every every weight in the uh, in the gym. Yeah, it's, nah, it's fun, though. Yeah, and nah, I be telling my... I literally just left the gym. My trainer is one of my best friends. I be telling him, boy, you bugging out. You <laughs> bugging out. I'm not doing that, bro. Like, like why? For what? Like, sometimes you just got to ask the nigga, what? for it's what, like, bro? I'm not... <laughs> yo, we argue about that. Like, for what? Yo, I, we hold microphones for a living. Like, <laughs> like, I don't need to do anything that... I don't need to lift nothing heavier than a microphone. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys uh, gotten any feedback of, like, others you have inspired in hip-hop to start working out? Yeah. A lot of... You know, we uh, talk to certain artists, like, y'all want to come to the gym with y'all, man. I pull up on y'all. So, yeah, it's definitely, you know... You know, anything that you, you do and you do it uh, with a collective, you know, and, 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 it, and it's good doing it because at working, the thing about working out, either you working out currently or you feel like you need to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's, that's only true. two sides. Yeah. Are you guys still staying consistent with the diet? And how do you guys hold each other accountable? Um. Y'all don't. Look, it's, we, <laughs> we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't go that far because it's, it's hard. Like, listen, life is balanced, right? So I I went on a diet. We we did the 30-day diet, right? Okay. And then I think Fab called Jim eating some cookies one day. <laughs> um, right? And then after the, after that, I went on a seven-day uh, juicing diet. But at the same time, it's like, balance because we all got wild schedules right so we up at five six seven in the morning and we're getting right back up so we might not be eating as well as we should but um i just try to balance it out like so if i eat bad i'm not gonna be bad every day yeah yeah, you understand? yeah. like you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to balance it out and then the working out helps to off offset it, you know what i mean like nobody's drinking every day nobody's you know eating 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 uh cakes and, and ice cream every day so you know you just try to balance it out and just stay fit because for me i just want to stay fit I just want to stay alive and keep that heart rate yeah that's good i, I know there's a time in hip-hop where like or especially when i look back at like older videos from like the early 2000s everybody was a different size than they are now <laughs> so it's like um was that like inspiration for you, or even as people like Fife Dog who passed from diabetes and stuff like that? I feel like there was like an awakening within hip hop where people were like, you know what, we got to take our our health seriously. Yo, listen, health, 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 and I'm no guru on none of this shit, right? No guru on life, no guru in health. But all I what I what I do know is health is very important, man. And when you get to a point where you start really appreciating life, you see like. We talked earlier about my, my experience, right? There was a time when I didn't really care much about living until I got an opportunity to live. Oh, wow. Once I got an opportunity to live and see how I'm like, 
Nothing, don't nothing feel better than living, bro. I never seen stars. I never seen stars in a wraith. I can't die yet. That's why I be telling people. People right. be like, Mouse, so, ain't I said, I, I never seen the stars in the wraith yet. I can't die before I see the stars in the wraith. Now, once I see the stars in the wraith, no, I don't know. I no, might be wild. Nigga, man. you still can't. You still can't. <laughs> Mato, you might have to call me that Mouse, but you're, you're wild. I seen the yeah. stars in the wraith. I don't got to do nothing. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. No, so, so the thing about health is that if you start working out and balancing it out just a little bit, you're going to feel better. Your yeah. body feels yeah. better. Your mind feels better. You feel better. You radiate better. Like, you you, 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 you feel better. you just radiating. Your energy is better. You're speaking to the universe. It's just, it's just better. For me, it is. The working out and the working at the same time, my mind is clearer. I got I got less time to be doing some, to get caught up in some bullshit. You know, it's, it's all it's all a process for the better. Have you reached a point where you like? Because I'm two weeks into my fitness journey right now. <laughs> Seriously, I'm two weeks into it. My diet and my fitness journey, and like I be so sore in the morning that it be like, damn, yeah. seven a.m. I don't feel like like what's keeping you going. That pain is good pain because then when I if I miss two or three days, I feel like damn, I'm slacking. Yeah. You got to get to that point where working out is part of your part of your mm-hmm. lifestyle. Where like you miss the gym, like where you where you feel guilty for not going. Mm. If you get not, yeah, point. those days where you're not sore is always like, well, at least for me, those days where I'd be like, damn, I'm not sore. I'm fucking up. That means I didn't even worked out yeah. in like two three days. If the sore, if I'm not, if if something not sore, I ain't worked out today. I ain't worked out like two three days. I'm wilding. Let me get back. Let yeah. me get back right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Now, you want to that, you wanna get to that place. Now y'all be y'all be on live talking about each other fits in the gym. Who has had in true life, who has had the most egregious outfit on in the gym? And what was it? See, I seen I seen Capo come <laughs> with jeans on, <laughs> boots on, <laughs> old Prada outfit on, like see, see, see Fab is is particular. Yeah. He's, he's, his, his fits, the way he put them together. Right. His coordination. Yeah. That's that's best that shit. That's that shit. The socks match the, 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 uh, the face mask, (laughs) which match, match, which match, which matches something like the wristband. Yeah. The way he be in there with wristband. Right, he's just coordinated perfectly. What you be having perfectly. on? Because you be talking, but you always have the camera, so I never see what you be having on. <laughs> Listen, sometimes, I, one time I came to the gym in a in an Amiri sweatsuit. Oh, no, I remember. Yeah, Jim posted that. Yeah. Yeah, I came to the gym in a Mary sweatsuit. Um, I come to the gym coordinated like, I I I get boxes of surgery sashimi. I take one out, wear it to the gym. You know, we get we, you know, it, it's it's fun though, you know what I mean? When you got people you can do that with. You know, Jim come in there with jury on. Yeah, y'all be bugging. Like, yeah, this, like, yeah, what, what are you here for? <laughs> not, this is not a food gym attire, bro. 
It's fun, man. Listen, Mano, uh, you know I always appreciate you. Um, but we definitely yeah, appreciate up. you for pulling up. Wait, today. no, one more oh, you question. Got my phone now, look, yeah, ahead. there's um you seen like Sports Illustrated had like their first uh, big boned woman oh, on yes. the cover. Full, uh, big, full, full, big figure. What? full figure, full, full, full figure, full figure woman on the full, cover. Yeah. Have you seen you it? Would've, you would have got us killed. What is that? What, what do you say? Full figure. What does that mean? Like a full. bigger woman. Uh, uh, the woman big. was not. She she was not a woman of small, typical Sports Illustrated yeah, cover you know. stature. Stop trying to walk me into shit. You know? You're not slick. <laughs> You're not slick, well, we man. <laughs> you know what? But, but like the big, the big body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah, essentially, it wasn't. It wasn't an A class. It wasn't an A class. So those things are like becoming normalized now. Aside from Sports Illustrated doing that, they also named uh, the most beautiful woman in the world, who also wasn't like uh, a full size woman. Who yes, was a full size woman. So that being said, do you feel like? I guess what I'm getting at is back in the day we used to do like a lot of body shaming, but now we're in the era of body acceptance. Yeah, body positivity. Yeah, body yeah. positivity. Okay. Them big girls need love, man. Them big girls don't play with me. I'll spend the night at your house. Stop playing with me, baby. Yo, this nigga is nuts, yo. He's a nut. Stop playing with me. I love it. You got food over there? You got food. Trade sex for food. Stop playing with me. Not trade sex for food. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We were doing so well. This, how do we get here? I've been trying to... This, this is the crazy part. Back, this is the crazy back, part. As wild as I am, I be trying to shield Mano from stuff like this. What you mean? And you just bring him right there. Because you wasn't on Clubhouse when me and Mano was on Yo, Clubhouse. Mano does it too. When, we so. when Mano first got on Clubhouse, that was like my last two weeks on Clubhouse. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, y'all can't be together. Y'all can't do this no more. I'm like, yeah, yeah. see? <laughs> Mano, we appreciate you. You know, we, you, yes. I know you're busy. Thank you, you for know, stopping by. Proud of you, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening to the what? Hip-hop questions, legends, and lists. And just know me and Nyla will be back in the studio next week. Until then, y'all have a good week. Stay safe. And we'll see y'all ass on Monday. You heard? Don't miss an episode of the what? Hip-hop questions, legends, and lists. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. The What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network, and our executive producer is Darren Byrne, and produced by A-King. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.